0: Blog Talk Radio
1: The podcast is brought to you by hcgbodyforlife.com and colinwatson.tv.
0: You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time
1: with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG
0: Diet Coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson, HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. If you like the information found in these podcasts...
1: Hey guys, it's Colin Watson, HCG Diet Coach, and I'm just wondering here if we got some audio issues starting off from the bat, because from my end, that's... Sounded broken up. Um, you guys, if, if, it's, if I'm coming to you clear right now, I want you to press 1 on your phone. Let me know you can hear me okay. If I'm broken up, um, press 1. Put, put your hand up and then put it down real fast. And that lets me know that um, okay. I may have to dial in <clears throat> utilizing another way. <clears throat> so up, up, up. All right, and they're staying up. So you can hear me clearly? Okay, good. Because what I was hearing on my end didn't sound too too good. So... With that said, you are listening to CG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> now, hand went down real quick, so I'm not sure if that tells me. So I'm going to um, open up one of the lines here and just ask you so we don't go on for an hour finding out that it's wrong. So your uh, prefix number is 773332. I'm going to open your line real quick. Can you hear me okay?
0: 773332?
1: Seven, yes. seven, three, three,
0: three, you can. Yes. Can you hear me Okay.
1: Yes, I can. All right, perfect. Just want to make sure. All right, thanks so much for helping me out. I close your eyes. All right, guys, I'm Colin once to the 8CG Diet Coach. I'm so glad to be back with you here on the air. It's been a few months. I've been traveling. My wife and I and family were in Belize for a month and just been crazy schedule. So I just wanted to come back and connect with you guys, my tribe and also um, introduce live for the first time in one of my podcasts and anywhere other than our um, Million Pound March Challenge, um, the feedback and actually the breakdown of the all-new Phase 3 2.0. And the reason why this is exciting for me is because when I first did it, I really felt that it was going to be a breakthrough for many people, but I didn't know, and that's why I kept it very exclusive to my Million Pound March tribe, because I needed to have a controlled group of people that would follow the protocol, and I could get feedback from them instantly um, to know if it worked for them as well as it worked for me, and I also wanted to know if it worked for women and men of all ages and sizes, what have you. And, uh, And the feedback we got back was overwhelmingly that it was a yes that the majority, and a very high majority, I want to say 90% of the people that followed Phase 3, 2.0, not only did they love it, they had great success, some hated it, and you'll, and you'll probably, you'll understand why once I go break it down, but ultimately they may have hated it, but they still got great results. So <clears throat> the good news is that it seemed to work for almost everyone. Um, however, some people embraced it as a as a new way of, of life, at least uh, uh, adding this into their way of life. <clears throat> some people, you know, use it for what it needs to be used for and that's for stabilizing in phase three. Now, the reason why, you know, you usually, we usually don't mess with things if they're working well. I mean, obviously, I've tried to tweak phase two and change it other than our original <clears throat> updates we made it to an AC body for life. And to be honest with you, every time I've, every time I've tried to tweak it and make it better, I've had nothing but um, frustrating results. So I really think other than some minor tweaks. To um, so the menu that we that we that we've made that we will put in our our new book AC body for Life 2.0, AC Life Phase Two is about as close as perfection as it's going to get as far as helping people drop body fat extremely rapidly and get into the body of their lives. But where we found that there was a high percentage of failure uh, or people having just major problems. Um, stabilizing in phase three and, of course, moving into phase four. If you don't stabilize in phase three or if you just don't even get to a place where you can actually keep your weight within a range of, say, two pounds to five pounds, it's just a matter of time before you end up crawling that, that ladder back to where you came from, which we all know is probably the most frustrating thing anybody can go through, especially if you've gotten a glimpse of what your body of your life looks like and feels like. So I've been on a mission, I've been on a mission, sorry about that, to, since um, the original AC Bike Life came out, that I'm always striving to learn more, to study, to read, to listen to other people's philosophies, try them out, to see if there's a way to come up with a comprehensive, complete life plan, if you will. So nothing's, nothing's you know, what's, the, what's so great about having the best fat loss system in the world? if people can't find a way to maintain that, those, those losses and keep that weight off for life. Um, I believe if you don't have a comprehensive plan to do that, you're basically setting people up for failure, and that has never been my goal. So um, I started to experiment once again um, because I had, my, I had my own frustrations too. I had what I, what I call, you know, every year I would eventually find myself five to ten pounds outside of my comfort zone. Of um, where I wanted to be, and I, I live a relatively healthy lifestyle. I mean, I would say, I I not mean, say I'm not extreme by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I am relatively consistent. And so, when I even even as hard as I work at at, at maintaining my, my weight, I still found it challenging. That you know, if I went on vacation or if I just kind of went off the grid for you know a couple of weeks, it didn't take me long to um, add on weight and body fat, and uh, it was frustrating for me. And so for me, I went, you know what, if I if I if I can't do this and I'm working really hard at it, then it's gonna be much much more difficult for other people to do the same. So my goal is always to find an easier way. Uh, it may not be always the simplest way, um, but or I put it away, it may be a simple way, but maybe an easy way, but to to actually for people to actually grasp maintaining their weight and then keeping the weight off for life. So this is the newest and the best of what we got. It's called phase three 2.0. Now, Phase 3.0, and I'm going to give you some warnings and guidelines, okay, that, you know, when you start listening to how we break the thing down, some things may pop in your head. Oh, I've heard something about this, or I know something, or it sounds like this and sounds like that. I want you to know this, is, this comprehensive Phase 3.0, two as, as pertaining to the ATG protocol, has never been done before. It, and, if you, and the reason why I tell you that is not to impress you, it's to impress upon you. If you do not follow this to the letter, just like in phase two, if you decide to say, oh, it sounds like this, so I did that before, so I'm going to do it this way or do it that way, you will find yourself in the same level of frustration that you are in right now. So it's simple. It's, uh, it's so simple that people overanalyze it, um, but it is very precise and it needs to be done in a very precise way. Otherwise, you're not going to get the results you seek which means you're going to be frustrated. And the reason why I kept this under wraps for several months is because I needed to have the feedback from my tribe, my million-pound March tribe, but I also needed to know that um, if I just gave it to people, they kind of went at at it half-heartedly, it didn't work for them, but suddenly there would be negative feedback um, out there in in the atmosphere or the, what do you call it, internet sphere which will stop people from even trying out something new because they hear something negative about it. So I wanted to control the environment first to to prove to myself that overwhelmingly people had a great deal of success. So those who don't follow directions will will probably fail miserably at this. And those who do follow directions very well will do extremely well. And it's that simple. So we're going to have people that they don't like this because it is very rigid in some cases. But other people are going to love it because people love structure, And that's one of the things that we found in all the protocols, and that's why we even have a new phase four coming out that's very structured, because that seems to be where people fall off the fall off the cliff. The very structured guidelines for phase one, the very structured phase two, phase three. We didn't. There was no structure for phase three. We gave you some structure for phase three, uh, but still people want want to be told exactly what to eat, exactly what to do, and 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 they need that structure. And of course, phase four. Leaving you, you out and say, okay, figure it out was a disaster. So now we have a comprehensive plan all the way through all the phases. So that's my leading. So I'm reading some of this data to you as well just to make sure I, I articulate it back to you. Um, and I'll skip over stuff because I have a tendency that my brain works faster than my mouth. Um, so I just want to make sure I keep it in, in a chronological order. So some of the benefits you're going to find from Phase 3, 2.0, is that you want? It, it, the goal is to help eliminate your your need to self-sabotage. Um, it's going to increase your serotonin levels, uh, especially during certain portions of this protocol. Um, for, for, rim, for women, it's going to reduce the severity of PMS. For men, it's going to stabilize testosterone levels, um, the mental mood, uh, mental and mood stabilization for both sexes. Um, it's going to reduce gas and flatulence. It's going to increase your metabolism. It's going to um, it can add constipation, very similar to phase two, if you do not follow our regimen for resolving that problem. Um, but once you do that, that, that problem is not a problem. So that is a setback, not necessarily a benefit. And one of the setbacks that you get from this particular um, protocol, you can get bad breath because we are going to be cutting your carbs um, significantly, which kind of comes from with dry mouth. So you always want to kind of have mint or gum or something that you can do that. So I'm just giving you the good and the bad and the ugly. So the two negatives we have with this protocol, you can experience constipation and bad breath, but there's remedies for that. So the benefits definitely outweigh the uh, non-benefits, if you will. Now, it is simple in its its breakdown of of really how it works, but I'm going to tell you what the goal is for Phase 2, 3.0. You're literally going to force your body, put your body in a state whereby it can no longer store carbs as fat and that is the miracle of it. If you can actually shut down your body's ability to store fat then the foods you eat and the quantities you eat basically they are being utilized as fuel. so we're going to show you how to, to turn on the fat burning process for your body to grab, to go after fat as its primary source of energy versus carbs which is the which is the first chosen energy your body will go after in order to burn calories okay? So that is the goal. And the reason why you can do this is because carbs released in the body release an enzyme that your body triggers to actually convert it to store fat. And that enzyme um, is in plenty. It will continually, continually be produced if your carb intake is over a certain amount. And what we found that one of the caveats of the problems that people were having stabilizing in phase three But because now Phase 3 didn't have much calorie restriction other than my version where you have BMR, your basal metabolic rate restrictions of what your body can handle, um, there was no restrictions on the combination of grams of carbs versus proteins and fats. So what happened is that, you know, you couldn't figure out why one person was stabilizing perfectly well, another one was stabilizing, wasn't was stabilizing very well. And they all were, staying, were trying to stay within their, their basal metabolic rate, given the guidelines we gave them for phase three. And if you guys have read our book, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, you, you'll, you'll still have that option to, to do that phase three as well. So we found out that the, that, that the similar part that people were having, including myself, was the consumption of carbs. And not knowing exactly how many grams of carbs you were actually eating, and so when I finally started to pay attention to it, when I discovered this this regimen and tried it out and had an experiment with it, um, I started a bell went off because I had no clue on how many grams of carbs were in certain foods anyway, and I mean foods that I thought were healthy that I ate, I mean you know, eating you know oatmeal in the morning as a you know a good healthy you know um, carb. I did not realize that 26 grams of of carbs in just one cup. So when I realized at the end of the day, when I did my, you know, pre-week before I started this, and realized that I was consuming in some cases anywhere from 150 to 400 grams of carbs. And some of you are actually doing more than that. And it may not seem like a great big number as far as calories are concerned. We're talking about grams of carbs is what your body turns into sugar. And basically, you're on a high-sugar diet, even eating some of the healthiest fruits and vegetables you can get. So we found out in phase three, the normal phase three, when you started adding in different fruits, different food fruit juices, started adding, adding in other food combinations and vegetable combinations, that the carb balance to fat and protein balance was way out of balance, causing you to gain more fat in the process. So basically what I, what I did is I did this experiment, just to let you know what the results were for me that was so um, so profound um, and I found out by accident, really. I started doing this, this little experiment. And for those of you that, that are in our challenge and may be on the show, you already know this, but if you haven't heard it before, I started doing this little experiment, and one of the guys in our in our million pound March challenge asked me to come and film him do a body fat percentage test in a water tank um, because he wanted to show that he was doing that, you know, prior to starting his phase two or in the middle of his phase two of our challenge. And so I went down here to Santa Monica but with, the, with the intent to film him and after being, that, I was like, "Wow! I always wanted to do this. Um, I always wanted to do this body fat thing." And we, and at the gym that I go to, the training center that, I, that my son works works at, we we have a you know they have a ten thousand dollar body fat machine. So I had just t- tested my body fat um, percentage. I, I want to say the week prior. So let's say the you know the Thursday prior, and we went there on a, on, a, on a week later on a Thursday. And so I got into this tank and I got out of the tank after being only one week on Phase Three Two and uh, the lady asked me, do you have any idea, what, after I did the test, and I'm coming out of the water, she goes, do you have any idea what your body fat is? And I said, well, I'm going I checked, I think it was like 10.4 or 10.7, I do remember, something like that. She goes, oh, really? And instinctively, I, I automatically went to the negative, like, oh, shit, what should you do? Tell me now that my body, my body fat is like 13%, 14%. Um, but for some reason, I didn't think it would possibly be any better than that. Um, because I just test, test on, on a machine that is, is state-of-the-art. Um, and she said, "Well, she you come over here and take a look at this." And my body fat was 7.8%. So I had literally dropped over three percent body fat in less in in, in a week's time, um, and I was pretty much hitting the lowest body fat percentage that I have ever recorded personally for myself. And I was blown away. So I continued to follow this for the next 21 days, and my body fat percentage just basically stayed in that realm. And I lost six six more additional pounds of fat, not muscle. Fat during the 21-day trial of doing phase three 2.0. So this was the big aha moment that most people, men and women in phase three, have so, so much difficulty stabilizing that two-pound swing, having to not drop or gain more than two pounds. The original theory behind that um, from the Dr. Samage protocol wasn't very wasn't explained, but the theory the theory implied is that your body needs to balance like a scale and stay within a certain um, Weight set point with you know not more than two pounds, so to get to so your hypothalamus gland, which controls your weight set, to actually lock in that new weight set point, so your body wouldn't try to go back into the to the weight that it, it previously left. Left because you, as you know that your body has memory, and and if you have ever gained back weight after losing it, there's no there's there's a certain irony that you always end up at the same weight that you left, and then end up gaining more than that after that. So that was the theory, and so we we pre- preached that theory because it, it was you know it made sense. However, the goal, you know, the thing was that a lot of people that weight set point was that make it make it more difficult for you to gain weight in the future. But as we know, people will go into phase four; they go back to eating the way they did in the past, and eventually their body, after a few weeks, your body would start to give way, and that weight set point went through, went out the window. So people failed; a lot of people failed to stay at two pounds. And so they got frustrated, and they be 5 pounds. And the next, you know, by the time they went to Phase 4, it would be 10 pounds. And so people starting new rounds, you know, actually if they lost 30, 40 pounds, they're actually starting the next round at 25 pounds, net loss, gaining back 10, 15 pounds per round. Well, if you do that four or five times, it's pretty frustrating. You're losing the same weight over and over again. So to get back to the point of Phase 3, so when I realized, oh, my God, people could actually go to Phase 3, lose more body fat, and it, and the goal is not to lose more weight, okay than lose the two pounds. The point is if you actually if your body actually had more fat to lose and you were able to lose more fat, stabilize your weight at that point, um you'd be and shut down your body's ability to store fat at will, this would allow you to actually maintain your weight long term if you so choose if you so chose. Now, what I did learn in my research that that you could do this a minimum of twenty one days and you can do it up to six months. Utilizing this phase three 2.0 philosophy, however, after that you would have to go back and and, and basically eat at a, at a normal carb load or normal carb carb intake um, to get your body back to recalibrate back to normal because long-term deprivation of carbs um, can start to hurt major organs. So you, you definitely want to use this intermittently. Okay. So with that said, let me break down some of the things, the things you will need in order to. Um, really dial in your Phase 3 2.0. It's not just a formula you follow and that's it. You need to have, you need to put data in, and you also need to be able to track the data for the 21 days. And that probably is going to be the most labor-intensive part of this protocol, but you're not going to be counting calories. That's the good news, okay? So MyFitnessPal is, is an app that's very popular out there that allows you to actually track your food, and it tells you by you um, putting in what you eat on any given day, it tells you how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs, how many grams of fat you're taking in, and the reason why this is important because the whole premise of being able to shut down your body's ability to store fat is to be able to control your carbohydrate intake. Nothing else. It's not a calorie intake, it's not a caloric intake concern at this point. It is a carbohydrate intake concern. Okay. So my Fitness Pal can help you track that. One thing we love about my Fitness Pal is because it's got the biggest database of foods in the world that You'll rarely be able you can actually have a scanner on this app you can have on your phone and anything you find in the store has a barcode on it. You can instantly know how many servings, how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs, how many grams of fat, and it automatically will you scan it, it'll log it into your into your daily diary under breakfast, lunch, dinner, or snack. And you'll be able to know at the end of the day exactly how many calories you consume, but more importantly, how many carbohydrates, proteins, and fats you consume. And that feedback is going to be very important for you to successfully complete 21 days of phase three. Without it, trying to guess or add it manually is probably going to cause you to fail. Okay, just letting you know up front. Um, An external source of fiber. Because of the fact that carbohydrates are going to be depleted, your protein intake is going to be considered high, in, 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 you know, in the scheme of things. Proteins, in fact, um, a high protein diet does cause constipation. So you're going to want to have a used external source of fiber. I recommend a brand called Fiber Smart. You get it at Whole Foods. It's just a, you put it in liquid and you drink it, um, like Metamucil, but it doesn't have sugar in it. And you can um, you, you, you take that three times a day after every meal. Or you can use, you know, psyllium husk or, um, you know, uh, flaxseed or chai seed. Anything, like, anything that works best for you, but you want to have an extra fiber source. Very important in order for you to not get bloated and constipated over 21 days. So these are not recommendations. These are essentials, okay? <clears throat> a Multivitamin and minerals. Because we cannot get all of the vitamin minerals from our food. Very similar on stage two of the protocol. You want to continue with your multivitamin if you've been taking that and your own omega3 um, fatty acids okay you want to continue with these the the, uh, the oil supplements these are recommended one two three servings per day um, you can't they contain the essential fat the body needs to uh, for proper health so you're going to want to utilize a uh, omega3 capsule caffeine um, if you are someone who drinks coffee great if you, if you don't you want caffeine tea because during one during you're halfway through the what we call the recalibration phase of this protocol, the first 10 days of the protocol, they're going, when your body's switching over from utilizing carbs as a source of, of fuel to ketones, you're going to get fatigued and tired. So having some caffeine helps boost you through those days is something that's going to be very welcomed, especially if you have, you want to stay mentally alert and happy. Okay. okay? Um, whey protein isolate. Um, whey protein isolates, is uh, that you, know, you can get it from sources of, of milk or chicken or fish or what have you, but it is the purest form of whey that your body can take in without all, without all the crap. And you're actually getting the whey protein into your system because you're going to want to utilize this as a source of, uh, of protein intake, supplement that on top of your, your regular foods. So sometimes it's hard to get in enough protein um, with just your food alone. Okay? Um, Flaxseed flax oil. Is also the option which you're going to be utilizing to help keep your your body, have the essential oils you need. Um, Stevia as your sweetener, and um, meal timing is going to be important That Once you set a timing for your meals, the time that you eat breakfast, the time you eat lunch, the time you eat dinner, and the time you eat snacks, you're going to want to be consistent with the time that you eat these foods every day. So you want to eat around the same time every day and give your body a pattern of why you're utilizing this protocol because it's important to keep, keep your blood sugar and everything stable. Okay, so those are the essential things you're going to need in order to implement Phase Three 2.0. And this is why it works. Um, I believe the reason that many people have been having trouble in, in stabilizing, and I already talked about this in the original Phase Three protocol, is explained by consuming too many of one particular, too many grams of one particular food group, and that is carbs. Uh, consuming um, too many carbs in Phase Three, even if they're healthy ones, um, can basically be stored as fat. Now, if you're utilizing, if you're eating a high carb protocol in phase three, and you're actually utilizing our strength training, and you're actually eating these carbs post-workout, then you're going to have a lot, lot more results, better results in our normal phase three than you would without it. But some people stop their consistency of workouts in phase three, hence they start storing fat. Um, so basically, we decided that you know by switching over to this new advanced. Phase 3 2.0, which both work. Some of you have great success with our normal Phase 3, but this is if you have challenges. Now, some of the challenges people have in Phase 3 and 4, food cravings and, and missing out on some of the foods you love. And, and so I, I want to tell you up front that one of the major benefits of Phase 3 2.0, besides all the great benefits i already told you about, is that you're actually going to be able to eat unlimited of the foods you love at certain times throughout this protocol, Um where you can basically eat whatever you want. So this the different, different. Why this differs from our original phase three um, protocol and the original phase Simeon's phase three is that there was no sugar or starches allowed in the 21 day stabilization process. Um, and that was the reason for that was to help you stabilize and not have you know pounds swing of two pounds. However, you are going to be consuming sugars and starches, and that can be refined sugars or natural sugars. But you will be consuming that, and there's going to be an essential need for these sugars in Phase 3210, and you're still going to walk away with less body fat and probably stabilized or lower in body weight than you were when you ended Phase 2. Now, that sounds good to you, you're going to hang on. Hang on and listen to some more, okay? So the reason why this works is that we're going to show you how to intermittently shut down literally shut down which means makes it near to impossible for your body to store fat once you've done that successfully and you learn how to do that successfully you really have you really have unlimited potential on your ability to live in the body of your life to maintain your weight and be able to eat the foods you love every single week and that to me makes it a perfect world and that's why i was like freaking lit up because I realized that when you're going from phase two of restricting, some of you guys are, you know, minimum 21 days, some of you are on phase two for two, three, four months, and some of you have gone longer than that. You're going months of depriving yourself of having any sugars or sweets or or starches, Um, and then you go into phase three where you can have more food but still no sugar and starches. It gets to be the point where you've been so off of these foods for so long that once you open up the door to have them, a powder keg opens up, and people just fall off the deep end, and, when, and they can't seem to get themselves back on track, and they end up gaining back the weight. So you, by you learning how to learning scientifically why it works and how to turn your body's ability to store fat on and off, at will gives you the power to control your destiny. And you suddenly you don't feel like you, that you're you're locked in a box or deprived. or You can't go to a function. You can't go to a dinner party. You can't go to a wedding because this is going to allow you to really you're going to be able to design your social life around this protocol. With with uh, broken down. let me just check my time here. Got a lot of information to give you guys. So I hope I can get it all to you in other uh, time. So we have about um, an hour. Yeah, it's good. All right, so. Moving, let's move on to the nitty-gritty of it all. Now, I have my, my red warning here once again that what I'm going to outline to you must be followed precisely and laid out to you. It's very similar to Phase 2 as far as the strictness of the, of the protocol or the, the guidelines. If you fail to do that, you're probably going to gain weight and you're going to be frustrated. So that's, I'm going to keep probably repeating this because people, some people don't get it, and they kind of go, I wonder if I could do this, or I wonder why I could do this. Um, don't ask why. Just follow it. And you'll be happy. Okay, so the Phase Three 2.0 starts with a 10-day reset process, and this will prime your body to use fat as energy instead of carbohydrates. And basically, <clears throat> um, what you're going to do by the 10-day calibration process, you're going to slowly, be, you're going to slowly start to shut down the release of the enzyme that actually converts carbs to fat, to the point where it's completely shut off, and your body switches over from using carbs as your source of energy uh, and then start and starts implementing using fat and then ketones and you heard people talk about people being ketosis even though ketosis is not the primary function of this protocol it is something that it's just a natural occurring um, mechanism that happens when your body has no more carbs to access okay so um, don't get out the ketone sticks and measure your ketones every five days, because this is not about that. It's just gonna happen. You're gonna feel it happen. And I'm gonna pinpoint how you're gonna know when that happens, okay? <clears throat> so the key component to the success of base 3 2.0 is restricting carb, restrict, restricting carbs to no more. No, I'm, let me say that again. To no more than 30 grams of carbs a day. Okay? That doesn't mean thirty-two, doesn't mean thirty-five, doesn't mean that seems to be the magic number that allow, that basically if you keep your carbs under thirty grams for these first ten days, that is the number that shuts down your body's ability to store fat. Anything above that, will your body still has the ability to convert carbs to fat and you still will store fat. So if you're one of those people that don't follow instructions and you think 35 or 40, or let me just see today at 40. Just letting you know now you're probably going to fail at this. Okay? It's just this is just science, guys. I and mean, it's just it's just a metabolic just metabolic trigger, excuse me, in your body. And 30 grams. And this is what I'm giving you is just not my theory. This is scientific stuff that I actually went and followed and produced and had other people do it. So I'm telling you that this is indeed a fact. So please follow it. Okay? So you're going to consistently keep your body under 30 grams of carbs for the first 10 days, and then we're going to do something magical after, after on day 10. So, so, so phase 3.2.0 starts with a 10-day recalibration process, and this basically is going to shut down the body's ability to store fat, is going to deplete completely deplete, deplete your carbs stores, so your body does not. Um, utilize carbs for sugar anymore. All it, now all it, has, all it has to use as fuel is body fat. So if you're someone who has more body fat to lose and you have not taken the AC Body Life Phase 2 to its limit to where you, it stopped working on you and it pretty much removed all of its fat stores, you're probably going to benefit from Phase 3 2.0 by losing a little bit more body fat along, along the way, which is not a bad thing. Okay, So that 30 gram is a number that a a solid number that you must do your best to stay under. If you don't, then you're going to have different results, okay? Um, now, after that 10-day, on that 10-day of low-carb, this is kind of what it looks like. Bottom line is that in MyFitnessPal, you're going to be scanning or putting in everything that you're consuming throughout the day. And it's going to give you... A number as you as you as you as you figure out how many grams of how many calories you ate, which is not important, but how many grams of protein, how many grams of fat, how many grams of carbs. Now I'm going to give you a trick uh, up front that I learned a little late in the process. Actually learned from my wife Janie because she's a little more anal than I am, but that. You can you can miss the mark on how many carbs you're taking in if in fact you're just logging them in logging them in as you're going along. So you, you, know, you wake up in the morning, you have some yogurt and peanut butter, and you, know, you put that in, and it tells you, you know, that that was four grams of carbs. And you start, you start every time you eat something, you log it in afterwards. So I found out that on certain days, I would put it in afterwards and go, oh, crap, I'm at dinner time now, and I've already eaten 28 grams of carbs. It means that I, I pretty much have to have an all-protein dinner uh, with no carbs because I've already gone too high. So what I learned from my wife Janie was that she basically thought out throughout the day what are all the things I want to eat, and she plugged them into my fitness pal ahead of time, giving herself her net numbers of how many carbs she would have left over. And she pretty much did it up to dinner time. And her goal, the game she played with herself was that she wanted to leave herself a certain amount of carbs at the end of the day, so she could know she could have dinner and then have what we call our ice cream, which is our protein. It's a protein. Um, we make protein. A protein drink frozen with frozen strawberries into an ice cream, chocolate or vanilla or peanut butter, or whatever. Just utilizing these different foods, and that will allow us to have our dessert at the end of the night. So, so a trick would be to basically think ahead of what you plan on eating up until dinner time or even dinner time, plugging it all in, and seeing where your numbers are at. Now, one thing you must remember, very important. So, if I was, if you were reading this paper, there would be a star by it. Okay, very important. That. In most foods and in, in many foods, you're going to find that they have um, they have their carb count and they also have a fiber count within that same food. So, for example, if you had a um, let me think of something good. Let's oh, just this, this, let's use yogurt again, just even though it doesn't have a lot of fiber. But let's say you had a Greek yogurt and it has four grams, uh, say five grams of carbs in that in a cup of of yogurt, and it had one gram of fiber in it. Your net Grams of carb would be four. That means you subtract carbs from, I mean, fiber from carbs to get a net carb number on all your meal choices. So that's why you're scanning. That's why I say use my fitness pal because my fitness pal will scan a product. It will tell you how many grams of carbs, how many grams of protein, how many grams of sugar, how many grams of fat, and how many grams of fiber. And it automatically subtracts in your numbers your fiber from your carbs. You can look at your carb count for the day and it says you had 70 grams of carbs, but you had 50 grams of fiber, your net grams were 20 grams of carbs and you're still below the guidelines. So it may seem a little confusing when you're listening to it. Um, It's all broken down in our our, um, Million Pound March Challenge. It's not in paper, in in my book yet, paperback, but at least you listen to this over and over again a couple times, you may get it down, okay? And I'll think about maybe putting a transcript together as well. So the goal is on first day one through day, day 10 is to monitor your carb intake that you're not taking in more than 30 grams of carbs a day. That means there's no restriction on protein, protein and fat combinations, even though you'll find, find getting, a, getting an even mixture of those is probably works best for you. Um, but, and there's no restriction on caloric intake. Now, granted, you don't want to be overloading your body with calories by eating, you know, tons of nuts and tons of peanut butter and tons of avocados things that are highly caloric, uh, out of balance. You want to be reasonable. But what I've found is when you're actually trying to, when you're controlling carbs, okay, your calorie intake is extremely low. I mean, my BMR, through my fitness pal, will tell you when you plug in there and you say, okay, I want to lose, say I want to lose two pounds a week. And it tells you what your BMR is. I mean, the goal of calories you should shoot for on every given day. Mine were 2,200. 2,200 calories. By me doing this every single day, and I was eating, I was eating anything I wanted that, that was pretty much non, was not a high carb food. Um, and I had plenty of you know avocado and nuts and proteins and and vegetables, even vegetables. Um, I had a hard time getting over sixteen to 1,700 calories a day. I mean, it's like it didn't matter what combination I put together. For me, unless I just ate peanut butter all day long, I would had a very difficult time going over my BMR. And I found that to be very cool because the only thing I paid attention to on any given day was what my net carb numbers were. I didn't count calories. I, didn't, I, just, put, I just put the foods down. I scanned the foods that I wanted to eat. It gave me a number. If the number made sense, I consumed it. And so flavor-wise, it had no 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 limitations on the type of flavor I wanted on my food, the type of combinations of foods that I had, because you eliminate carbs. It eliminates automatically eliminates a lot of foods. I automatically went to the oatmeal and looked at it and went 26 grams of carbs. I went, obviously, that's not going to be something I'm going to eat. unless I plan on having nothing but steak for the rest of the day. So... By you, following your, by you limiting your carbs, extreme limiting your carbs, it's going to it's going to dictate the food combinations you can have. You're going to have to get a little creative after a while to find the different combinations of foods to put together, um, which we kind of did that in our phase three. We kind of everybody started putting their dishes together in, in our phase three in our million pound marks, which helped out. We got ideas, but ultimately, it's kind of a fun thing of trying to figure out all the things you can eat that don't have carbs in it. But it does wake you up to... To all the foods that have really high carbonation, you start looking at them and you start demonizing them in your own mind. And it's not because they're necessarily bad foods. It's just when you acknowledge its power. And when suddenly someone takes the takes the uh, you know the cover off of the light, you can actually see a lot brighter. And you start going, "Oh my gosh! Okay, I know I love oatmeal, but guess what? I, I don't I don't love it enough to eat it three or four times a week because I I often eat it on the on my carb load nights, and I'll talk about that." So we started, so Janie, we learned from Phase for Life, Heather and Joe, that we were in Belize, she made a oatless um, oatmeal that, that basically had the same texture and taste of oatmeal that had basically two carbs in it, and it still got the same sensation of having my oatmeal in the morning. So there's a way to get around that, and that's what we're going to break down for you in Face for Life. But for now, we're sticking to this plan. So for the first 10 days, you're going to be low-carbing and So what happens around day four or five of... Uh, phase 3 2 one, oh, your body starts to, now it's completely depleted of carbs, and it starts to, there's, a, there's a, like a 24- to 48-hour period when you switch over from carbs to ketones. And that's when you start getting a little foggy in the head, you start getting fatigued. Now, for me, to give you an example of what that felt like, um, I literally just kind of like laid on the couch and watched TV all day because I was like, man, I'm just freaking tired. You know what? I'm just tired. And so I'm not a person that lays on on the couch watching TV. I mean, I'm working pretty much on my computer, even if I'm upstairs, downstairs. I'm constantly checking and doing and creating and doing something on the internet for several hours a day. So when I'm sitting, if I'm sitting at my desk and all of a sudden I was like, not sleepy tired when my eyes were closed, I just was fatigued. And it was it was it was textbook as it was explained to me like I'm explaining to you. This is what my body would go through, and this is what happens to your body when it switches over from using, utilizing sugar and carbs, and it starts using fat, and it starts implementing co- ketones. Now, ketones is a way. Ketones are designed to, to help your brain still function without the sugar you're getting from carbs. Now, I didn't know this, and this is something that's why I love researching and learning new stuff, is that I didn't know that your body could completely function without carbs. I thought carbs, because, you know, we make fruits and vegetables, they're a natural part of our, our food groups, that they were essential. But our, the human body needs protein and essential fats to function on. It does not need carbohydrates to function. Now, as we progressed, it, it, you, know, over, you know, our species has progressed, our bodies have learned to use carbohydrates as its main um, fuel source. So so carbohydrates at the right time in your body are actually can be hugely beneficial, and they actually help you get leaner and build muscle. But if, in fact, you're eating carbs at the wrong time or eating them constantly, too much of them, they actually just store it as fat and it uses fuel and energy. And believe it or not, one of the fastest um, sources of fuel your body goes after is alcohol sugar, sugar alcohol, which is means alcohol, I and mean, the drinks alcohol. Also, you'll notice, if you look at your foods, you'll notice that there's sugar and there's sugar alcohol. You can put anything in your body. You can have steak. You can have vegetables. You can have a, a mango, and you could drink a shot of vodka, and your body would go after the shot of vodka first as its fuel source, source then the fruits, then, the, then the, the leafy carbs, and then the protein. And that's how your body works. So for those of you that love drinking alcohol, Phase 3 2.0 is not going to be a good place for you um, because there is no benefit to drinking alcohol in Phase 3 2.0. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to be able to drink alcohol in Phase 3 2.0, but especially in those first 10 days uh, of Phase 3 2.0, alcohol, if you drink alcohol, especially um, consume more than a drink of alcohol, you're going to basically waste your time and basically waste your, to, your body's ability to shut down from storing fat and carbs. So even if you're drinking a zero-carb vodka, for example, it fills sugar to the body, and it's going to utilize that source of sugar first, and it stops. It literally stops and extracts the fat-burning process until all alcohol has been dispelled from the body. So that could be a 24-hour period. So just a little FYI, case I forget to note that. So... What happens we see, you go through, so After your body switches over from ketones and you kind of go from that day of being, a day or two of feeling fatigued and all of a sudden it's in full force, all the ketones are being released into the brain and all of a sudden you feel great and this is right before you're going to do what we call carb backloading or your load carb night we call it, your load night, okay? Load night, you know that name is going to sound very familiar to your phase one, guys, this is not a even though there's no restrictions on the type of combination of foods and sugars you can have, just warning from me doing this, physically doing this and having a few people follow and do this, um, they treated load night as like a low day and, and basically not only did they feel miserable, <coughs> it wasn't detrimental to them as far as the process of being successful, it just causes you to feel extremely uncomfortable, like you remember like phase phase um, one. Now there's a trick in, in this uh, there's a caveat in this load night that load night does not start until 5 p.m. on the night of your 10th day. Okay, so nine and a half days, you're eating low carb, extremely low carb. We call this, we call this um, VLCD. If you don't mind that, like with a very low calorie diet, this is now a very low calorie, very low carb diet, right? So at this particular juncture, you're doing your VLCD or extremely low carbs, however best you're going to remember it. And on at 5 p.m., and that's very important, guys, it's not 4 p.m., it's not 3 p.m., just, just think to yourself, if you're following directions to get to a certain concert or a certain location, a certain store, and it says turn right on the street, left on the street, there's probably other ways to get there, but there's a, there's a good chance you're going to get lost along the way if you don't follow the map exactly the way they laid it out, to be the shortest, fastest course to your destination. So with that said, 5 p.m. being the switch, light switch time, the bewitching hour, in order for you to carb back, back load, which means now the, the, the word means what it says. that You have now depleted the body. The body has no carbs that so is using fuel. It's been accessing fat and ketones as its energy source, and now you're going to give the body back the carbs that it needs um, for your muscles to, to actually grow and for you to burn more fat. And this is the same, guys. This is another big note that I want to put you in a red star by. Phase 3 2.0 works best for the absolute best results. You want to do strength training throughout the entire protocol, but primarily you want to do your hardest strength training day is right before carb backloading. I mean, that's when you really want to kick your ass in the gym or do your hardest workout. Now, for those of you who don't work out, don't worry. Phase three, will work well, but it does. It does so, we've got the feedback we've gotten for those who did not work out on a regular basis and utilize working out, especially before carb loading. It took them longer for their body to release the water weight that's going to come from this carb back. So this is where people get freaked out. All right. So now from 5 p.m. to midnight, you're able to eat whatever you want, and that means whatever you want. I mean, if it's a box of Krispy Kremes, that's your that's your crave, that's your, your desire, knock yourself out. The goal is at, tw- at 12 midnight, that's when the, the clock stops and you, and you stop eating. Now, do you have to eat from 5 to 12 like in loading every hour on the hour? No. The point is that is your window of opportunity for you to carb back load. Now, if you do not carb back load, you're basically going to be shutting down your system and your ability to burn, burn your, your, ability to, your, your, your body, the protocol is going to go after a lean muscle mass. These carbs, especially if you work out before that, are going to basically go straight to your muscle source, be burned up and utilize as fuel. The water is going to go into your muscles, and that's where you're going to feed on the scale, but it's going to deplete, and you're going to find yourself four or five days later after the water weight is gone, leaner than you were the week before. And that's the magic of the whole thing, man. Literally, body fat, lean, comp- and lean body mass composition shows even uh, through even more um, each week you do this, and that's what makes you really excited, okay? So especially if you're really close to your natural body weight supposed to be, you're going to be really excited because you're going to start to see, you know, abs and veins and lean muscle mass. If you still have a journey to go, then you're going to see yourself shrinking inches, but, you know, visibly you may not notice it as much until you get closer to your goal. But just know that carb backloading is not an option. It is not a voluntary sport. It is a necessity. It's just as important as you maintain the 30-gram uh, of carb restriction on the first 10 days of um, extremely low carbs. So just know that I'm telling you guys this, that, that if you do not follow this to a letter, you're going to have problems, and you're going to find yourself swelling up and then not being able to get rid of the weight, okay? So now let's see what's going to happen. This would please people out. Take my time, okay? Okay. Um, When you carb back load, you are going to have some water weight gain. But this is what you must, must, must understand. Scientifically, you deplete your body's ability to store fat. That means as you see the scale go up anywhere from one to six pounds, you do not get fat overnight. You just got gained some water weight. Your body does not have the ability to store fat at this point. Therefore, you did not get fatter. So for you women out there, and I don't want to say just women, for anyone out there, you men too, that are addicted to the scale, you're going to have an emotional meltdown when you see this scale go up the very following day after carb night. And it's going to go up anywhere from two to four, maybe six pounds. Mine, for example, went up four pounds the next day. It went up another two pounds the following day, and then it started to come down. So it kind of freaked me out. And I got to tell you that... I'm telling you this from personal experience because when I was doing this experiment, I had no feedback that it was going to work for me. Therefore, I had to, to learn to trust the system. I wasn't very trusting. I wasn't very trusting of it because I'm thinking, you know, what nothing ever really works, right? So I'm trying something new again, and I'm seeing what happens. So I too freaked out when I saw the water weight. Knowing that I knew that he told me, I knew that it was going to happen, but still I was like, is it going to go away? You know, great. Is it really water? Okay, so this is the thing, you guys. You have to understand that your body, if you if you have done the recalibration phase correctly and you're correctly calculated the fact that your net carb intake on a daily basis was under 30, just know that the enzyme that converts fat, carbs to fat, is no longer being released into your bloodstream and your body does not have the ability to store fat at this point. That means anything you gain after a carb night or load night is going to be water weight, which is essential for your muscles, in order to help your muscles grow and help you get leaner once that water weight depletes. <clears throat> now, the the weighting game is that this is one of the other important rules. So in your mind, if you're taking notes, put a star by this. Under no circumstances are you ever, and I put a line under ever, supposed to have a, a, another load night within five days of the previous load night. Okay? So the reason why I tell you this is because now you've gone the first 10 days of recalibration, you're going to do your load night. Your next load night can be anywhere from between five to seven days afterwards. And this is where the power of you being able to control your lifestyle and control when you have load nights. So if you are a, per, if you are a Dodger, Dodger ticket holder and you want to go to the Dodger game and have a Dodger dog and soda, then you're going to make sure that your load night lands on that particular, around, on those days in which you can do a load, a, a card night. But if you did a card night on Monday and today is now Wednesday and you decide you want to go out and have pizza with your friends, just know you have just turned on the enzyme to store its fat and you're gonna to have to shut it down all over again. It's not worth the price of admission. So when I tell you never, never never underline exclamation point dot have a load night or carbonite within five days of the previous one because you will not what you're gonna do is compound the water weight on top of water weight, which is going to turn on the fat storing process and you're gonna have a hard time losing that. So this is where trust comes into the, the equation. Because when you see the scale go up two to five, six pounds right overnight, which you've experienced on a load load night, right? The difference here is that on a load night in phase one, your body is storing fat, and that's how the ECG is learning where you store fat. Because you definitely have not restricted your carbs prior to that, or stopped your abilities, your body's ability to store fat. So you are storing fat. On phase 2.0 load night or carb night, you don't have the ability to store fat, but you are going to get water weight gain, which is essential for you to produce lean muscle mass. Okay, um, You then have to kind of wait it out those four, five, six days for your body weight to go back down, the water weight to leave. And in many cases, not all cases, and in many cases, um, men especially, because we have more muscle mass, just like in phase 2, we're gonna find that we are our body fat percentage probably dropped a tad, our, and our lean muscle mass is, has gone up. Women have, if you have a little bit more fat. You're gonna, lo- you're still gonna notice a change in numbers like that, where your body fat went up, up and down, and your lean muscle mass went up, but it's not as profound. So you have to wait for that water weight to go away, and and so a lot of times within about day three, day four, it hasn't gone down all the way. You're starting to panic. Day five, and all of a sudden, for me, just for me, on right about day six. Day five days, six, it was like a switch. I'd get on the scale the next morning, and boom, I was right back down to the weight I started at, or in my case, lower than that. Because as I told you, I ended up losing six pounds of fat overall in the 21 days. So every time I did a load night, as I waited to the next load night to prepare for the next load night, I would hold on to water for three, four days, five days, and all of a sudden, boom, it would just drop off me. And it just blew my mind every week that it continued to to produce those type of results, because as you say, I was kind of skeptical. I was extremely skeptical um, because it was new, and I just figured, you know, I don't know, just you know, I, I do a lot of stuff, guys, and most of it doesn't work. So when I see something that does work, I get hugely excited. I test it. I make sure it works for for a large number of people, other than myself and my family, and then I tell it to you guys. So. Now this is now the routine. Now now you've kind of gotten the main gist of phase two but oh. Then the rest of the rest of the, the twenty days left is rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. You're gonna go five. No more. You know, you're no less than five days, and then you're gonna have another load night. So basically, what happens? You end up having a load night every week. Now think to yourself: If you knew, would it be more difficult or more or easier for you to go? You know what? I Friday night I get to go out. I get to go out with my husband, and we're gonna have sushi because that's my load night. So I don't, I can skip on having anything. I, anything I think I'm craving right now because I know come Friday I get to knock myself out. So I can have my sushi, I can have my ice cream, I can have a couple, you know, a couple glasses of sake, and I'm good, right? And and for me, and I'm speaking for myself, cause that happens to be one of my favorite foods. Knowing that I was gonna have sushi night with the Janie um, or any other carb night. Um, with my family, whatever, it made it really easy for me to go. I can wait. I don't need this stuff. And and I have trust me, I have a teenage kid in my house that's trying to gain weight for football. He's got freaking trail mix with M and M's. He's got pretzels with peanut butter. Man. Right? I mean, all right now, that shit's in the house. So it's like easier for me to go. You know, I was wait for my carb night, and now the whole family go, Hey, where's your carb night? Because we're doing a fight night. Okay, it's going to be fight night when we have the chicken and the, you know, on the whatever the um, pita bread and all that kind of stuff. So. You guys, it makes you – now think about it. That Now every five days or so, up to seven or eight days, you can and you can, like, play with the days. Once you've done the recalibration and your first load night, you can play with the number of days until your next load night, as long as it's not before those five days. And I, and I would say – I'd say it's really four, but when I say that, people have it on the fourth day, and it fucks them up. Excuse my French. So five days, five days uh, or beyond, right? So now you can look into your calendar and, and you can plan your load nights depending on what's coming up in your future. Because if you think about it, you can look ahead and go, okay, well, I have five days from now, then guess what? Susie's wedding's coming up on this day. So this is why I need to do my load nights. I can set my load nights up to so where the wedding day is my load night. Now you have a little bit more control or not getting stuck within, under circumstance of things you, you can't – events you can't go to because you're afraid you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to navigate the menu or – you know, or going and then just sabotaging yourself and just eating it ahead of time. You have control. Now, you will still need to choose powerfully which days you do this. And if you don't, then there's a consequence, right? There's a consequence. And the consequence is that once you dial this in, guys, to really go to deliberately undo it is like, you got to think about that. You got to think about that. Now you have the best of both worlds. You got a protocol that's allowing you to lose more body fat. You can actually eat whatever you want certain times of the week. Um, the, the combinations of foods you're eating during the week, you're not, you're not stuck eating the same combinations of foods. You can have a variety of foods as long as you're watching one thing and one thing over, only, and that's how many grams of carbs you take in. And, it, and and the feedback we got from everyone that did this was that at first it was challenging trying to figure out what to eat because you're like, oh, no, well, I can't eat that, oh, I can't eat that, but that's what this And then it became fun. What they did love is that the, the knowing they had carb night or, back, or the back below night gave them a freedom, and I can speak for myself. The freedom was now that I wasn't just stuck eating you know, considerably the same diet all over again, or I wasn't stuck blowing it and having to now eat cream for five, six, seven, ten days and get off the weight. So I had control over what I was doing and where I wanted to go and how I socialized and when I went out to dinner with friends or not, and it made it a lot easier for me in vacation. And I you know, gone for 30 days, and I came back five pounds uh, heavier than I left over 30 days, and most of it was water weight, so I'm back down to where I was at. So it's just there's a certain kind of freedom. Now, even though I was frustrated while I was there with that five pounds and Belize because I thought I had a game plan and it kind of fell apart on me, I was able to get back on track, and that was utilizing this particular tool. So it's a whole other story. So anyway, um, so now you got the gist of it. So let me recap it. Ten-day recalibration. The goal in those ten days is to shut down your body's ability to store fat, switch over from using carbs as energy to body fat and ketones. Then you're going to basically carb back load every five days to seven days after that and your carb night starts on the nine and a half to on day ten of the second half of day ten at five PM. So as you go on every week guys, you're going to now these are things you're going to want to do just like you do in phase two. You're going to want to take measurements to see what your body's doing because the scale is not going to be the only feedback you want. You want to take your body fat percentages using any kind of tool that can show that you've lost body fat. Now, um, I talked to uh, one of my coaching clients, uh, Sonia, who was very, she was very anal throughout this thing and had some really creative meals. And she's 58 years old. She went from her, her original phase two, she went from 128 to, to I think, 116 or something like that. Um, didn't have a lot of weight to lose in her phase two, but the, her goal, her problem was phase three stabilizing. She followed this protocol. Now she's been on it for actually more than 21 days. I talked to her when I got back from Belize just yesterday or the day before, and she was 108. Her body fat percentage went down, I think, 2.8 percentage points. Um, so she ended up losing a total of six pounds from her end weight, and 2% of that, 2.6% of that was body fat, and she basically... And she even though know, she, got, she got a little nutty with it, a little anal about it, but the point was that that was the first time she's ever successfully got, gone out of phase three for more than three weeks without, blow, without basically gaining weight and blowing it. So she has a, a new lease on life because now she knows how to manipulate her body's ability to store fat. I'm telling you guys, that in itself is the most powerful tool you'll ever learn because I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could shut down your body's ability to store fat. I mean, I keep learning every single day. I learn something new, and I'm fascinated by this whole weight loss thing because I tell you, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with coming up with the perfect lifestyle um, protocol, not diet, because life, life's not like my buddy uh, Joey had to say, life's a journey, not a diet, right? But I'm obsessed with um, having the, people have mass success on phase three and four, like they do on phase two. So this just kind of think in, and you're gonna to have to try it for yourself, and kind of, and that's why I'm releasing it to the world now because I've gotten the feedback. I'm comfortable that it works for the for the masses. Everyone's gonna be a little bit different. Obviously, <clears throat> the more angry you are about following directions, the better you're gonna be. But ultimately, I think my goal for you for listening to this and those who will listen to it in the future is that you're gonna have a moment, you know, an aha moment where you go, Oh my God, I can actually eat and live my life, a normal life, and still have some of these foods. And this is kind of the cool thing, guys. In this particular protocol, in essence, sugary, crappy carbs work better than actually healthy carbs. And and that's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to say with a good conscience because I'm not a real refined sugar kind of guy. But the point is simply this. But if you follow this protocol the right way and you are exercising using strength training and you're working out, especially the day the day of your carb uh, load night, and all that sugar you're taking in, all that crappy sugar, your body actually just takes it in as, as, as pure natural fuel and just incinerates it and actually takes the best of it and utilizes it to build lean muscle. And it's fascinating how it does that. And so you don't have to be guilty about what you choose to eat. You have, and that, that's what, one of the things that was hugely important for me was to take guilt out of eating. Because I think the guilty feeling is do more damage than the actual, food, the actual food you're eating. So being able to eat, you know, an apple pie or to eat multiple things, multiple things that would be considered not good choices. On these particular nights, you can pretty much have at it with a smile on your face and a sense of peace and enjoyment. Actually enjoy it without the guilt and all those hormones coming from all the negative feedback you give it to yourself, and enjoy it and walk away from it getting back on the clean diet. And this was one of the biggest worries I had when I read this protocol before I even started it. I said, am I going to be able to open up the crack pipe and be able to put it down, and the crack being the sugar? Would I be able to do this and put it down? I got to tell you guys, just like um, Lode Night, because I didn't have the original Lode Night in phase one, because I, you know, I, I'm given, you know, on my very first load night after my recalibration, I'm given, you know, you know, the it says, hey, have whatever you want. You want crispy greens, have them, right? So I did that. I had, you know, I had we went to Mexican food, our favorite Mexican restaurant. And I had uh, two margaritas. and that's that maximum you can have with alcohol on load night is two drinks. If you want, if you don't want to completely blow all your fat losses for the for the week. Um, so I had my two drinks. Um, they were spicy mango margaritas. So they were actually high in sugar, right? We used agave, but still high in, 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 in high glycemic sweets, right? And then I had um, this Mexican restaurant here. It's got amazing food, but it's got these amazing freaking flour tortillas, which I ate a grip of them with honey butter. Um, then we went and stopped and had a uh, deserved ice cream place across the way, yeah, the ice cream cookie, I mean, I, I mean, I just had at it, right? And at the end of the night, I was bloated and swollen and just didn't feel good, right? So after being so clean and lean and just feeling like everything's running on, on, on all cylinders, that feeling really thwarts your needs the next morning. And plus watching the scale go up, you know, four pounds the next day and two pounds the next day, so full six pounds. It kind of tells you, oh no, I don't. I don't really need to have the crack tomorrow and the next day because now your goal is to get that water weight off. So you're 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 back to um, extremely low carbs and you kind of wait and repeat. And so it really gave me the sense of freedom that I could actually look forward to having a low night. Have and I got the next one. I was more. I used more um, 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 healthy carbs. You no know, uh, brown rice and I still had some. Uh, had, you know tortillas, where they were like. Um, we call them I got low carb tortillas and and I had similar foods and I still had, still had my ice cream cookie I still didn't deplete my, deprive myself from having some of the refined sugar but I didn't load it on like that and so I ended up having less gain next the next day with the with the more of the white pasta type or the brown sugars and the rice and that kind of stuff um, versus the 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 um, simple sugars um, so I had like a four pound load gain which was easier for me psychologically to deal with. But I also didn't feel as bloated and going nothing was worse than going to bed bloated and gassy and, and feeling gross. I mean it's definitely killed your, your sex life. And especially if you went out for a romantic dinner with your wife and you're having all the food you want and you end up doing that. You end up there goes the romance out of the dinner. Just warning guys and girls, just warning. Um gas will get in the way get in the way of your love life. So anyway, um, just a little warning to that. But ultimately there's a certain freedom that comes along with it. So let me just make sure I cover some more stuff here before we – I get 26 minutes. Uh, and if we don't have time to open up the lines, we'll come back next week and, and finish this conversation. Because this is really important. I really want you guys to get it. I want you to try it. I want you to give me feedback. Um, the feedback is really important. Uh, and tell us how it's working for you so we can really share this with a lot of people. Because for me, like I said, some people were pissed. They thought I was just trying to lock it up into, into the um, – uh, Million pound marks to get people to subscribe to my challenge, and and and, and that's, I think anyone who knows me knows that I'm not about money. I I make plenty of money just by doing what I do. I'm blessed. My thing was I wanted people to be serious about it. I want people who volunteered to do this in a way that they weren't going to screw around with it and mess up my feedback. And all I need is some Mickey Mouse person. Go, I just want to try that, and they're not serious about any of their protocols. And they go, Oh, it didn't work. It, it didn't work for me. You know what? I want people who were serious in the control groups. Now that I got that. I can release it, and you guys can do whatever you want with it. And those who have great success with it, I'll hear about it. And those who don't, I'll hear about it. But ultimately, I'll know deep down in my heart, just like I know about phase two. When someone says, I did phase two, and I followed through a letter, I didn't lose any weight or any fat, I'm like, you know what? It's bullshit, right? Because I've had 5,000 people do this protocol, and not one person who's ever followed it never who did not lose any weight. So I know when people tell me that, they're mostly full of shit and they're not taking responsibility. they be one of those people that maybe did it perfectly and didn't. No, you know what, sorry, I don't believe there is one. I'll take that back. I just think you're full of shit. So ultimately, I know people that do well and who don't, and and if you're taking personal responsibility for it and you don't do well, you come back and do it again. But those who go, oh, I tried it, didn't work, they didn't try the protocol either the right way or they didn't use real ATG. Off my soapbox. So this is important to have this laid out in this particular manner. So... Uh, Let us see. Let me see what I'm going to do here. Let um, me so the transition. The transition from um, the maintenance phase into, into your phase four. Like I said in the beginning, you can do this as minimum. You have to do at least 21 days to prove your stabilization and to basically you know, want to shut down your body's ability to store fat, but also learn how to do it consistently every single week. And and that can give you a pattern where you get good at doing it and you get good at your food choices and food combinations. <clears throat> then you can you can actually. Some people love this and are still on this to this day. Uh, But you can do it only up to six months, and then you have to actually literally go off about a month of just eating normally. And what happens after that month of just eating normally, guys? You're going to gain about five pounds of fat overall in that 30 days um, period, kind of like I did on my vacation. And but then it comes right back off because your body, you know how to, you know how to repeat, repeat the process and rinse it. So that's why it was so easy for me to come home and just get back on track and control my environment. And it was literally it's weird how the water weight just started dropping off like crazy in a matter of a couple of days. So that's the beautiful part about it. So when you go off for of that 30 days, which I basically did in, in um, Belize because it was very difficult to get certain types of foods, right, other than junk chip, which we tried not to eat. So ultimately, we did our best for what we had and did really good. And 30 days on any other vacation, I've never been on a vacation for 30 days anyway. No. I've been the max. I've been in 14 days. And most of my vacations, I went to Jamaica the very first time I did this. I, I gained 10, a pound a day, a pound a day of fat in the 10-day of my vacation. I just swole up like a big pumpkin, and I was pissed off. And the water, It wasn't water weight. It just came off. I gained 10 pounds. So ever since then, I've gained up to 5 or 7 pounds in, in a 10- or 14-day vacation. Um, the best I've done prior to this time was maybe 2 pounds in a 14-day um, vacation, which was most, some of the most recent ones we did last year. And this one was 30 days in another country where I had a game plan. I thought it was really easy to get fruits and vegetables and fish, and it wasn't so easy. Um, But we still did well, and I gained um, five or six pounds and came back, and and that pretty much is almost done. So with that said, I've been back less than a week. So with that said, it was a success. And so that's why I love Phase 2.0, guys, because you're going to be able to embrace it and be able to implement it in a a lifestyle until until you implement our Phase 4, which is coming out here pretty shortly. So, um, so make, you know, transferring back into, into phase you so you're going to want to keep rinsing and repeating every five days to seven days during the load night and then paying attention to how your body does. So I was saying measurements, take body fat percentages, use a tape measure because you want to know where you're losing inches on your body and you want to know where the water weight is coming and leaving from. And so it's very important that you take the feedback. Now, take make no mistake, this does take commitment. It does take you implementing it completely. And what I love is that I can watch the lines here and I can watch the people think they've gotten pretty much just this and they're, they're hanging up and leaving. And those of you who stick around are going to find out all the warnings that I'm going <laughs> to tell you about, um, things that you probably want to pay attention to, uh, which I'm talking about right now. So ultimately, you're going to Pay attention to how your body is dispe- dispelling this weight and how you're, where you're gaining water weight, where it's leading. You want to see if your muscle, you want to make sure you're not losing muscle mass. You want to make sure you're, if anything, you're maintaining or gaining muscle mass and losing body fat. Do not look at weight as weight. This is never, think about our whole, our whole protocol, patient body's life, has nothing to do with weight loss. It's all about fat loss. And that's why we, we, when we compare this protocol to any other protocol on the planet, but some of my emails me and go, I did so-and-so and I lost 40 pounds. The point is, is that they, they cannot discern. I said, well, did you lose 40 pounds of fat? Did you lose 40 pounds of, of muscle? Did you lose half and half? What? And they go, I don't know, I lost 40 pounds. Not knowing what type of weight you're losing is a huge problem. Because if you're losing lean muscle mass, what happens is that your body doesn't replace that with muscle. It replaces it with fat. So whatever void you have is fat. So on most diets, Most weight loss protocols on the planet today, in the first 60 days, you lose 50% muscle, 50% fat. So if you do a conventional diet and you drop 40 pounds, you don't have to believe me, but I'm telling you. Pay attention just test your body fat percentages before you start. Any other protocol on the planet that does not preserve lean muscle, and this is the only one I know of, and that's why I love it so much, is that you've lost 20 pounds of muscle and 20 pounds of fat. So what happens? The reason why you get fatter and get bushier and get softer when you gain your weight back, it's not because you didn't gain back twenty. You didn't gain back forty pounds of twenty pounds being muscle and twenty pounds being fat. You gained back forty pounds of fat, and that's why you are literally fatter than when you started. So if you're not paying attention to how much lean muscle mass you're preserving and how much fat you're losing. Whenever you gain weight back, you're going to be a fatter version on yourself. You're going to be fatter, softer, mushier. And it may answer to a lot of questions. A lot of people were like, why do I look – I only gained back 10 or 15 pounds. Why, do I, why does it look so much dramatically worse than it did last time? It is amazing when you pay attention and you realize what's going on in your body. You go, holy shit, now I understand why those 5 or 10 pounds matter. And that's when I tell people, you know what? I never let myself get five more than 10 pounds outside of my comfort zone, usually seven is my trigger, because it shows up on me. When I gain five or seven pounds of fat, it literally – my abs disappear. It literally goes from – and that's all it takes on me, especially when you're really low in body fat. When you gain five or six pounds of fat, it comes – it looks as a belly and, and, and love handles. And, it, and you kind of go, how is that freaking possible that my six-pack is gone in a matter of a couple of weeks? When I only gain five pounds, because if you're losing, if you're basically losing any muscle, which I and I have done that, I've lost muscle, and get on when I'm outside of the ATG realm, it's very really, you have to really pay attention to what your body is doing when you're actually just eating normal foods and having a normal conventional diet plan. And when you when you gain weight, you're usually gaining fat and losing muscle, and that's why it comes back and you look differently. So that's why it's important that you pay attention to in this this in this phase, just like phase two and this now phase three 2.0. You need to know how much muscle you're maintaining or losing, how much fat you're maintaining or losing. That's why taking measurements, taking body fat percentages, and using the weight scale as a barometer of how successful you're being is important. Um, Warnings, i reiterate. If you do a load night before, um, five days prior to the other one, you're going to only store fat, you're going to store more water weight. It's going to be very hard be difficult for you to get it off before the next load night. And what happens is, is that you go. Now you have to go ten days again um, in order to get the water weight off. And what happens? You you ruin the rhythm of being able to eat something. You eat the food you want every single week. Now this is something you need to know. If it happens, you have to be male or female. Woman, if you're a female and you drop under twenty percent body fat, then Two load nights a week are important because the goal, the goal is that you'll start to start to utilize, uh, burn lean muscle mass as fuel. So, guys, if you drop below 10% body fat, which is a great place to be, right, then you also need to do two load nights. So, that's the only caveat to where you're going to now be breaking the um, before five-day rule, okay? So, women, you know, 20 pounds, 20% body fat is exceptional body fat percentages for women, um, if you want to be elite athletes and have a lot of lean muscle mass like my wife and like Heather, then you're gonna be in the teams. Um, but like I said, they'll tell you it takes a lot of work. My wife spends a lot of time in the, in the training um, with Ryan and Brian and, and a lot of And everybody wants to be twenty percent body fat and ten percent body fat. I understand that. I'm just letting you know if you happen to get to these numbers and you're wondering why you're losing when you muscle mass because you need the carb back load uh, more often or to give your the lean muscle mass um, the fuel that it needs. But most people that are getting into these numbers are people that are working out. Very few people are going to get to you know 20% and, and 10% body fat who aren't working out. So that's just another another uh, point I wanted to mention. Um, let me see. we got about 16 minutes. I just want to make sure I'm covering everything. Then I'll open the lines for questions. And for, And do me a favor, guys. For for the sake of time and essence, I'm open the lines. I know there's probably some other stuff I want to cover, but uh, I think I've covered a lot of a lot of information. I give you. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll try to get the show transcribed, to because I know it's a lot a lot until the book comes out. But um, try and keep your questions to this specific protocol, uh, because there's probably someone behind you that has a question about that. I don't want to go off into other. Other tangents, other conversations, if possible. And we find out nobody has any questions or answers. Then we'll go. But ultimately, so if you have, this is how it works. If you've been on here before, you know how it works. Um, if you haven't, I'll tell you that if you have a question or comment, um, you can press one on your phone that puts your hand up, okay? Um, and that lets me know that you have a question that I can call you in order. If you have no questions or, and everything's kind of clear to you, then that's fine, and we can just close out the show. Um, and, and like I said, I, one person has their hand up, and it's been up the whole show and your number is 516 I think you helped me out at the very beginning with the audio question. If you have a question, great. Um, just press 1 and take your hand down and put it back up again. If not, if it's up, you'll leave it up. That means you don't have a question. That makes sense. Um, if anyone else has a question, just press 1 on your phone and lights it up. But I hope you guys, um, and until it does, I'm just going to keep talking. I know it's a lot of information to take in, um, but these are the things I want you to, to, to take away from this conversation, what you're listening to. For many of you, having the ability to actually, it's all—it's always all or nothing. Either you have to have this sensible diet that, that rarely you get to enjoy, some of the foods that we traditionally said are bad for you, um, and if you do have them, you open up a can of worms and you can't control the, the whole eating and binging process. Um... I'm hoping that this will lead you into our phase four, which is basically eating really healthy foods and taking, taking all the dishes that, that we know and love and just giving you a healthy version of those so you still don't have to feel deprived and you still get to have a load night um, every week um, every week as well. Several of them actually you get to have several load nights in phase three, 2.0. I'm phase four, um, 2.0 or phase four because it really wasn't phase four. Um, but in this particular protocol, it, I just wanted to let you know it's really important that you don't go, well, it doesn't really matter if I do this or that. What I've laid out for you is extremely important, and the guidelines laid out to you are extremely important. If you follow them to the letter, just like 100% of the people that did this with me in the Million Pound March and beyond, private coaching clients who followed this protocol, every single one of them had success. And this is what success looks like, so you don't don't get it twisted, right? This is not a fat loss, this is not a weight loss phase three. In other words, if you don't lose weight in phase three you didn't fail. If you maintained your weight, that's a success. If you did not gain more than two pounds, that's a success. If you lost more than that, that's a success as long as it's fat and not lean muscle mass. Okay? Um, it, it is it is designed just by its nature to reduce body fat. So if you drop even the slightest body fat percentage, but you're able to every five days after recalibration days, eat whatever you want. That's a win. So you think about it, think about it, and, and if this is not your if not your final destination as far as your weight is concerned, this is this is to keep you in your net losses. That, you, know, if you lost 40 pounds, you start your next round 40 pounds in the hole, right? Or 40 pounds lost. Or you may 45 pounds this time instead of 40 pounds, but you're not going back into your next round gaining fifteen pounds. And that's what I was one of the things, one of my goals was that every person that had successful phase two were able to go through phase three and come out of it and go back to phase two, still keeping the weight, still keeping their last weight weight or better. Okay, so that's a win. Um, if, you, if you are close to your, your goal... And if you're somebody, say, for example, that gets within that last 10 or 15 pounds, this may be, phase three may be the phase that you can, that you can get to your goal weight without having to do another round, which would be magical for some people. So could it get some more challenging up around? You guys know that. I mean, most of my clients are people that have done the protocol before. I think 20% are new clients who have never never done it before, and 80% are people that have failed at it miserably, and they call on me to coach or get, get our guideline or get our advanced protocol. So... I know who I'm talking to, most of my audience. So if you are – most people that are getting down to that last 5, 10, 20 pounds, the HD phase 2 protocol does not work well with people that have low body fat percentages or very little fat reserves. Um, So it's very difficult to get those last 5 or 10 pounds off. This may be the magic phase you've been looking at to actually help you get there. Um, Another win is – if you're able, let's think about this. Think of, let's go into the future for a minute. And I only, I only advise going, through, going into the future when there's happy thoughts, right? Otherwise, it causes worry. This is, this is my overall wish for you. If you. When you finally get to your body of your life, what would it be like if you never had to worry about gaining more than two pounds ever again? What would it be like if you actually literally maintained your weight for life and you got to eat whatever it is you want every single week instead of every single day. What would it be like for you to be able to look lean, feel mean, and lean and sexy, and still not have this constant worry of when are you going to put on the 10 or 15 pounds? When are you going to go from size 4 to size 8 again? That's what I wish for you. So just so you know that my quest um, and my daily work, and what I love to do, is help people achieve the body of their life. But my main focus now, because I think we've knocked it out of the park, phase two, follow directly, follow, follow the way it's laid out. You're, basically, fat loss is imminent. My passion and my quest now, what I spend most of my time researching, experimenting and teaching and, and helping people reach, is to be able to maintain their weight and to find a balance between eating healthy exercising regularly and having a happy healthy life and that's what that's what that's what me and my partners um phase for life joe and heather and my wife janie and my family um that is our goal as a team to help you guys achieve that so that's really that's really the fun part now the next journey for us is 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 knowing that you guys have a comprehensive plan to get to the body of your life by losing as much fat as you want you know like my friend dolores lost over 100 Thirty something pounds, right? And many people that lost, you know, that or or less than that, eighty or eighty or more pounds, and are now walking in bodies that they have not seen in most of their lives, or if at all, right? Um, to now be able to be feel safe and secure that they don't have to be that person that they gained all of weight. So, with that said, and T minus a few minutes left in the call, um, there's a hand up, so I may I'll take this hand two five three four two six you're on the air. Go
0: ahead, real quick. About four minutes. Hello. Two five three four two
1: six. You're on the air. Yes. Um. Yes.
0: Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can. Okay. Okay. Here's my question. Hello. Okay, yeah. Go well, ahead. Yeah. So, I hear you. um, I want to know if you can have erythritol like doing
1: this protocol.
0: Like you know, you up. Okay, hold
1: on. Are you talking in your, in your mic because you're your muffled? you say that again?
0: Hold on. Can you hear me better now?
1: I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay.
0: okay. Can you have a ritz during that, you know, that five-day stretch?
1: Wow, man, you're, you're breaking up. I don't know why you're breaking up. It may be our, our audio connection, but I'm I'm, I get, I'm I'm just not getting the whole word, so I can't understand what you're saying.
0: Oh. Try one, try one more. Can, am I still breaking up?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you're breaking up. I don't know if it's your, on your end or if it's just our connection, but you're, yeah, I can't okay, I can't it, hear you. Okay. Is,
0: is this better?
1: No, it's still breaking up. Uh, okay. Um, you know what? Erythritol. Erythritol
0: is what I'm trying to say.
1: Erythritol. That's at the sweetener, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I said, I, I mean, the original has no calories or no car. I think it's a low or no carb uh, sweetener, so that's something that you you would add into your carb counter. It may have very low carbs. This, this, you guys, this this answer a great question because it, it does it does give me a blanket answer. Thanks for that that question, guys. When I say um, net carbs, it, it doesn't matter what foods have what carbs or, or fiber content in it, right? You want to know that you can have whatever you want. If you want to have a freaking Snickers bar and that is 20 grams of carbs, just know that for the rest of the day you have to figure out how not to go over 30 grams. So the point is it doesn't matter if it's sugar carbs or not sugar carbs. It is literally the grams of carbs, net carbs, that trigger your body's ability to store fat or not store fat. So don't overthink it. Just know that the limit is based on the – final number of net carbs that, you, that you're that you taking on a given day, no matter what the food combination is. Hope that makes sense. Um, 253449, are you the same person?
0: Hello? Two,
1: five,
0: three. Yes. Hi, Colin, it's Dolores. How are you? Welcome back. Dolores, Thank you,
1: thank you. <laughs> we just, I just mentioned your name. Yes. <laughs> Go
0: ahead, question. I have a question, you for, have a question for you. <laughs> Um, I've been plagued with injury and I have not been able to work out and do anything for the past two months. What would your recommendation be uh, to help stay fit? I mean, I walk and stuff like that, but I noticed that when I was doing, uh, and I still am doing the phase uh, uh, 3, 2.0, when I was doing it and working out, it was like real easy magic. I mean, it was just beautiful. And now I find that... Uh, it still works for me very, very well, and I'm still very pleased with it. But my weight gains after my load nights are a, a little bit high, and it makes me a little nervous. <laughs>
1: so, I I yeah. Let me ask so you in? It, is, it is my connection, too, because you're breaking up as well. I think I got the gist of the answer, and I got five minutes to answer you, so I'm going to go ahead and answer you. Um, basically, when you, if you're in a position where you really can't work out, and we know that this is really a, a – you know, the, the exercise really makes a huge difference in recalibrating back to your, to your start weight. Um, I would say that I would consider the original phase three protocol um, simply being because you now know the secret of the carb intake, and, but you don't have to go as low as far as the, you know, the, you don't have to do the load, the load nice. But, so the only way to not do load nice is that you have to raise your carb intake to higher than 30 I find that if you keep it under a hundred, you're still getting your body is getting the essential carbs it needs for the energy source, but you're not you're not really overloading your body to where you're storing fat. So what I would do for you, I would recommend for you, Dolores, and you can actually give me some feedback on this, is that I would instead of going trying to do extremely low carb and then carb loading, I would go I would go moderately low carb and then still you know having instead of a low night, have a low meal. Does That make sense.
0: Okay. Okay, yes. Yes, it does. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, if, I will do that. I will do that. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And the reason why I like, the reason why I can suggest things to Dolores, because Dolores is you know, like a, she's a champion of mine because you know, she doesn't mess around. So if I, if she asks me how to do something and I tell her how to do it, she does it exactly how I tell her. She gives me feedback and tells me exactly how it works. And if you haven't figured it out, I mentioned Dolores earlier. I mean, she lost well over 100 pounds, you know, following our entire system, which is also a major member of our Million Pound March, March Challenge and loves Phase 3 2.0. But as you heard, she's had some injuries to stop from working out. She's been a workout bans- a banshee. And that, and I told you in the very beginning, it does work better for those that are um, exercising. As you got from her, she says, it takes longer. It's a lot emotionally scarier that the water weight doesn't come off as fast when you're not exercising, um, which which makes it a little bit more challenging to, to psychologically do. And then sometimes you end up having to go longer periods of time before your next load night. So, guys, I have three minutes. So I'm going to close the show. Um, I'm putting it out there in the universe for those of you guys that may know somebody or know somebody that if you heard me mention um, throughout a few months about having our very first live event here in Los Angeles, crazy life and for a million pound, million pound March challenge. And I really need someone who uh, – knows how to organize the type of events at a hotel, what have you. I'm completely out of my element, so I'm asking for help. If somebody knows somebody who's an event planner who does, you know, hotel meetings or understand the whole inside world that needs to be done, I would love for them to have them contact me at my email at colin at colin at Watson.com um, because I really need to help. Because I, I definitely – my goal is to have this event go off before the end of the year. Um, I think it's going to be a powerful thing being able to have you guys featured as the superstars that you are and be able to show your results, the weight you've lost, and be able to share your story on stage with myself and, and a lot of other people. I'm going to have some experts to understand our whole lifestyle that we're trying to embrace here. But ultimately, I want to celebrate you and celebrate your success and show the world that this is real and that and that you guys get to be, be, you know, be a celebrity for a day because I think all of us need to be able to embrace our successes and I think you don't really get the acknowledgement that you deserve so having this live event and letting me be able to meet you face to face and to embrace you and to also um, uh, edify you then I, that's really what I want to do so if you know somebody who's an event fighter that understands that world of putting on a live event like that I would love for you to have them uh, give me a Facebook me or, or on Facebook Colin F. Watson facebook.colin at watson um, or, you got 90 seconds, or email me at colin at colin at watson.com alright guys so thanks so much for being here I hope you've learned something new and powerful um, go forth and prosper go ahead and give us a, give us a shot if you can, get, if you got it all down listen to the playback, the show will be live here on the, uh, on the on my podcast and my goal is to get right back into the saddle and start doing my weekly podcast again so I'm also asking if you guys listen to this podcast, shoot me an email of subjects you'd like me to cover over the next few weeks so I can have some, uh, some show content to give you guys, and I'll basically get what you asked for. So send me an email of uh, what, what you'd like me to cover on the future shows, and that way we can put together a whole slew of conversations for you. All right, guys, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. The podcast is brought to you by hcgbodyforlife.com
0: and colinwatson.tv. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio where we discuss how to achieve the health